Welcome to the High Income Business Writing Podcast, helping you propel your writing business to a whole new level. And now, here's your host, Ed Gandia. Hey there, thank you for joining me for episode 102 of the High Income Business Writing Podcast. My name is Ed Gandia, and this is the podcast for business writers and copywriters who want to take their writing businesses to the six-figure level or the part-time equivalent. As a quick reminder, you can find detailed show notes to this episode by going to b2blauncher.com forward slash episode 102. So if you've listened to episodes 33, 34, or 66, or even some of my other episodes where I kind of inject some of this uh, message into them, you probably already know that I consider myself to be a spiritual person. I believe that there's a big spiritual component to succeeding in any big endeavor. It's not all about brute force or persistence or hard work and long hours. At the end of the day, I I truly believe that there's only so much you can personally do, and you can't do it alone. And when you're trying to go after something big, you need the help of a higher power. I, I call it God, the universe, the divine, or whatever you believe or feel comfortable with. And you need the help of this higher power to help get you there. There have been way too many instances in my life where I just cannot explain how things came about. It just didn't make sense. And I'm more convinced than ever that I had help. I had help. I'm not sure how it happened, how I summoned it, but I know that I had help that wasn't from this world. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not talking about kicking back and visualizing good things or hoping that they'll magically manifest themselves. I'm not referring to that. I'm talking about doing your part as best as you can, but then turning the rest to a higher power. Now, I know this is a controversial subject. You guys know that I'm not into controversial things and, and getting into subjects that are that are really going to create a big stink in the comment section or get a bunch of hate mail uh, my way. Uh, and I also realize that many of you disagree with me on this issue, and I respect that. I totally do. If that's you, you may want to skip this episode. Now, this is not a religious episode. I want to make that clear. It's more of a spiritual topic. But either way, my guest is not here to try and convince you otherwise. And again, I'm not trying to do this show to create controversy or heated discussions in the comment section or to get a bunch of hate mail. Now, if you believe that there is a connection between the spiritual and the physical, even if you don't fully understand it, then I urge you to give this a listen. My guest is freelance copywriter Joseph Cole. Joseph is a former coaching client of mine, and he is a former pastor who stumbled into copywriting when he was looking for ways to raise money for his church. It's a really cool story. So Joseph has some some pretty impressive success. Uh, He's he's had success with his strategy. In fact, I've always been amazed when I was working with him, I've always been amazed at how quickly he succeeded as a freelancer. You know, he had the same challenges that many other people did. In some cases, he had more challenges, but he was still able to accelerate his progress so quickly. And it was very obvious to me early on when we started working together that this was no coincidence. 
there really was something to what he was doing and how he was approaching it. At the time, I didn't know what it was, but later he approached me about doing a show together on this topic, and it all started to make sense, especially when I listened to what he shared with me in this interview. So if you're willing to give this a listen, all I ask is to keep an open mind, um, and I think you're going to get some, some great benefits, some great ideas from this interview. So I'll leave it at that. I hope you enjoy it. Joseph, so great to be talking with you today, man. Well, I'm glad to be here, Ed. Thank you. We are going to be talking about a very interesting topic today, and I really appreciate you coming to me with this idea because I think it's fantastic. It's so different, and I think there's a lot of merit to this, and I I can't wait to hear more about it, but it's this whole idea of uh, prayer as a business strategy. Before we get to that, though, why don't you start by telling us a a little bit more about you, uh, where you live, what kind of work you do, a little bit about your background, and and so forth. Okay. Well, I am a uh, business writer, and my target market is I write for companies that sell or serve nonprofits. Uh, I've been in the nonprofit sector for about 11 years, and that's where that specialty comes from. I can write very well for companies that are selling to nonprofits because I've been their customer and more than likely I've actually bought a service like theirs or maybe even bought their service before. So uh, it works out very well that way. Uh, I live down here in Dallas, uh, Dallas, Texas, and uh, we've got a lot of nonprofits down here in this big city. And so uh, we have a lot of vendors that come through town, so it, it's kind of the the perfect niche for me uh, where I'm at. Um, I came at copywriting from a very unique angle, and I think that's the story for most people. Um, I started out my career as a pastor, so I uh, graduated from a Bible school here in Dallas, and I became a pastor of this church up in Ohio, where I'm originally from. And while pastoring, I discovered that uh, pastors are also responsible for fundraising. I didn't know that. I thought I could just go and talk about cool things with people and, uh, you know, that, that the money would all figure itself out, but it doesn't. So in learning how to raise money, I also discovered copywriting, um, learning how to do direct mail fundraising appeals. And we were able to increase our contributed income every single year when my skills started increasing. So I started the copywriting business, helping my ministry buddies out uh, to write their fundraising appeals. And that got me in the door. And I've been on this uh, copywriting business road for over three years now. Fantastic. You're right. So many people come to this, I guess, kind of by accident, don't they? Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 interesting to hear the stories, and this is a very unique one. So, uh, that that's a great segue. I guess we should just kind of dive right in. Um, you know, you you came to me with this great idea, uh, this concept of of pow- the power of prayer as a business strategy. Why don't you just kind of tell us what that's about and and what it means to you and how it's helped you. Okay. Well, um, let me just say, first of all, that prayer in uh, the faith sense or religious sense is always about communication between, you know, human beings and the divine, you know, man or woman speaking to God. 
It's a spiritual exercise that we, uh, it's how we come into a relationship with the, the divine, with God. Um, so that's first and foremost what it's, it's supposed to be. So I don't want to detract from that in, in any way. I just feel like for most of us, we tend to compartmentalize our life. We categorize things. So this is my religious box or my religious life, and this is my business life. And we don't often think about how those two lives work together and support one another. Um, but when I was learning how to be a freelance copywriter, uh, I wasn't just learning the craft of copywriting. I was also learning how to be a businessman. Uh, I was, uh, you know, starting out my whole career as a man of the cloth. I had I'd never been involved in entrepreneurship. Um, I had limited employment experience, and so I had to figure out how to grow a business and and keep it afloat. So there's a couple of the the problems in in, in bringing in new clients that I was encountering, and and the first one was that you know content marketing and uh, prospecting uh, is a long game. It's something that you don't just you know, jump in and, and they're like, oh, there's Joseph. I, I, we've been waiting on you and we need your services. Normally when I show up and say, hey, do you need a copywriter? They say, oh, that sounds great. We'll keep you in mind. So then I have to keep up with them because they're not going to remember me. So that was a big problem that I had. So how did I, you know, how do I remember all of those meaningful connections and conversations? So even with a good CRM, uh, I can track those conversations, but what I want to do is go a bit further and remember the emotional connection that I had with that prospect when I spoke to them last. Um, you know, and I also encountered another issue with keeping up with people over a long period of time was how do I, as a, as a busy freelancer, I'm jumping from one project to the next, how do I keep up fresh ideas about reaching out to prospects? Um, you know, you I send them little notes in, in the mail. I sometimes send them little gifts. How do I keep up the fresh ideas coming to know what will fit that person and what will be meaningful to them? Um, you know, I don't want to get stuck on what worked in the past or what I've always done before. I want to come up with new ways to engage with my prospects and my current clients. So for me, a, a great way to stay fresh and emotionally engaged with my prospects and current clients was to pray for them. Um, I would literally open up my CRM uh, and I would go down the list of prospects that I was uh, reaching out to intentionally, those uh, people that were on my nurture list, uh, as we learned in the B2B launcher program. So everybody in my nurture list, I would go through it uh, in what we evangelicals call a prayer list. I just go from one to the next to the next, and I'd say their name aloud. I would talk to God about them. I would ask him to bless them. I'd ask him to increase their business. Uh, just general uh, good things is what I'm asking God to do for them. And what that did for me is it put me in a posture where I'm constantly thinking about them all the time. So as I pray for them, ideas come to mind. Well, they could use this book that I read, uh, this business book or this marketing book that I read. And this would really help them. Um, or, uh, oh, they're having that baby. Uh, I could send them a, a, a congratulations note or maybe a, a box of diapers or something, you know, because I'm praying for them. I'm thinking about them as a human being and not just as a business prospect. 
prayer helps me think about them holistically rather than just one dimensionally. Uh, that, that to me has extreme value. The other thing I, I was noticing in my prospecting was that these prospects, uh, they are humans with failures and tragedies in their life and challenges. And it's very strange how they're willing to share all of those with you. Um, you know, it's, it can be a little awkward at first, uh, but as a pastor, I was really used to it. I was just surprised that people would do this in the marketplace. Um, you know, I'd call somebody and we talk and find out they just got divorced and they'll actually talk about that in, in, uh, not, not too deeply, you know, they're not going deep. I'm not their pastor or anything, but you know, it, it shocked me that they would be so candid sometimes. Um, now, uh, Joseph, so, is, would those be new prospects, or would these be would these be clients typically who already kind of know you? You've been working with them, or both? I've encountered these conversations with both. Interesting. Uh, of course, the current clients of we'll, we'll talk a, a wee bit longer about it because you know we have a relationship and and they trust me. But uh, you know. Somebody will mention, oh, well, I've, I've got this issue going on or my daughter's sick and I have to get off the phone real quick or, uh, you know, hey, I've been running down this person to get this deal and he's just calling me now. Can you wait on me? And then when we actually do connect, I find out they lost the deal or things of that nature. So it's not like they're going into detail. They're not crying on the phone with me, yeah. but they're willing to share these vulnerable parts of their lives, whether in business or personal life. And I wanted to not only remember what we said as far as concerning my business, but remember what they said concerning their personal life and their business so that when I connect with them again later, I can follow up on that. How's your daughter doing? Is you know, she out of the hospital? Is her leg healing up? You know, things like that. And prayer helps me do that because I'm, I'm literally praying for their situation to be better. I, I think that's brilliant, and, and I'm I'm curious, Joseph. So, did, when did you start noting noticing this connection? Because it sounds like you were doing this already because of your background, um, but it sounds like at some point it, it maybe it clicked. Uh, can you mm-hmm. trace it back to when that happened? Yeah, I I agree with you. I think it's something I just did by you know by, according to my faith i mean that's just what we're supposed to do we're always supposed to be praying as as christians um and so i just brought that into the business but i i think i made the connection one day when uh, i was in the b2b launcher program with you and an our class and you had put out this uh homework that we were to email about five people that we had worked with at, or family or friends and ask them what our strengths were and what uh, really stood out to them and how we helped them. So I was getting responses like, you always seem to understand me. Or another person said, you have a great way of explaining things in a way that doesn't make me feel dumb. Um, you know, and, and I thought, man, this has nothing to do with my writing. It has nothing to do <laughs> with the content that I'm producing. It has everything to do with how they feel when they're around me. So I, I started thinking about that. I'm thinking, man, I think one of the biggest uh, uh, pieces of value or, or the, the best thing I bring to the table really is how they feel because they've been with me working on this project. So I realized that I'd been praying for them. I would offer to pray for them when the situation was appropriate. 
of course, if they said no, I wouldn't, but I would offer kindly to just pray for their situation. And it, it, it set me apart from other uh, copywriters or other vendors in general, marketers, uh, because I was willing to listen to them about what was important to them. And I cared about them enough to, uh, to do something, according to my faith, to help them in their situation. So I'm curious about one thing uh, is, you know, because some people who are listening uh, might be religious. Uh, some may not be. Uh, some might be maybe somewhere in between. Do you feel that this is something that's um, strictly for people of faith, people who follow a certain religion? Well, I think it can definitely be used by people who are not religious uh, even as a pastor, I encouraged everybody, um, both the religious and irreligious, to pray. Um, you know, I, I, God's never going to say, I, I'm not going to be, uh, you know, I don't want you to pray uh, out loud or anything. But I think it's, it's definitely, as a business strategy, can be used by anybody. Um, first of all, for, for people of faith, I mean, even people outside of the Christian faith, all of the great religions of the world incorporate some type of prayer. It's, it's just kind of a bedrock principle for all faiths uh, around the globe. Uh, some people uh, pray according to uh, liturgical prayers. They actually have a book of prayers that they use when they pray. And so uh, what I would encourage people who have that tradition is, is take those uh, prayers that are written down and start thinking of your prospects or your current clients as you're going through your prayers or devotionals. Uh, for those who are not religious, who, who don't have a, um, you know, an organized faith that you, you go to, I would suggest doing what I've heard on the podcast before, Ed. You've talked with other people about the power of meditation. Well, why not send some good thoughts their way? Like actually just meditate on their situation for a little bit. Uh, stop yourself from the, the, the temptation to be thinking about yourself and your needs and what your goals and what you've got to accomplish and think about them. What's going on in their life? What do they need to accomplish in their business? What do they need to accomplish in their personal life to feel fulfilled and sad? And I don't think you have to be a person of faith to take that time out to do that. Um, and, and that is just that the discipline of prayer does that for me. It, it gets me out of my skin and start to think about other people, uh, and what they need. You know, a couple of things came to mind, uh, when you were talking about that one is, uh, so the, the, the guided meditation that I've been doing over the past few weeks, it's interesting because they, he, the, 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 the guy actually talks about that. Uh, every meditation, uh, has a part where you are supposed to think about other people you're doing this for and in, in their well-being, right? So mm -hmm. it's you, you, and, and he explains that it, that forces you to kind of step away from your situation and focus on the well-being of others. Um, and, and it makes just every, it makes you better. Uh, and, and it helps others. So he's got a great explanation for that better than what I'm suggesting yeah. now, but it's, it, it what you just said uh, corresponds to what what he's suggesting that it's important to kind of step away from from your own uh, what you might be going through. 
Right. And, and that does several things. Uh, the first thing is, is it reminds you that your business is about serving other people. That's the bottom line. If you can't serve somebody, if you can't be useful, then, then business isn't going to happen for you. And so you want to make your marketing communications less greedy and certainly less desperate. You don't want to come across as desperate. Well, when I'm praying for somebody or meditating on their needs, then my needs don't seem so great anymore. Um, I'm, I don't feel that panic in my heart about my situation like, oh, I lost that customer or, oh, I didn't make my income goals this month. You know, when I'm thinking about them, it, it decreases my anxiety and then I can have a thoughtful, caring conversation with them that comes from a position of meekness but strength um, because it's not all about me in this life. It also reminds me of the, the meaningful connection that we have, which is, I think, very important to uh, specifically like the, the warm email prospecting strategy that, that you teach. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have a meaningful connection with your prospects. So you have a good excuse to, to send them a message out of the blue, something that they'll look at and see as relevant to their life. Um, well, when I'm thinking about me, 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 then my communication just by my posture, my mind is all about me which is never relevant to them in their situation. You know, one of the things I've noticed when, when I pray and meditate is that, um, and this is just my belief. I, I don't, this, the conclusion that I've drawn is that the shift really happens within me. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. about God, uh, suddenly deciding, well, okay, well you've asked nicely, therefore I'm going to, you know, give you this (laughs) or make the situation happen which is the way that I was brought up, right? Um, And I think many of us were brought up that way. Uh, What I've noticed is I've grown and matured is that it's always been there. It's just that I had to make a shift inside myself and suddenly things start opening up. I I think that's very profound. I think that's uh, when I was pastoring, that was the moment I saw people become mature in their faith when their prayers were less about them and what they needed, even though the Bible is clear that we are to talk to God about our needs. We, we need to ask Him for what we need. Um, and that creates a humility in us that we're relying on Him for what we need. But as a mature person, we have to go beyond that and, and start praying for the needs of others. Um, you know, we start to realize that, yes, God answers prayer. And I've personally seen beautiful miracles in life as a result of prayer. Um, but like you said, I think the results I see most often, the daily results are the changes I see in myself, which cause good changes to happen in my life. So you mentioned Joseph, that one of the benefits was the fact that, you know, uh, you tend to uh, create a situation in which clients and prospects open up to you a little bit more. So there's that empathy, there's mm-hmm. that connection. Um, you also talked about uh, the, the the tone and the energy of your conversations are much more positive, right? There's no mm-hmm. there's no energy of like desperation. I need this mm-hmm. nervous energy and so forth. Um, you'd also mentioned to me that um, the prospects that you pray for tend to get back to you uh like the the yeah. people right they, they actually return your calls and emails yeah. people get back to you yeah. can you speak to that a little bit because i thought that was really interesting 
Yes, yes. I I have watched this. So, um, you know, I look at my CRM and the people that I pray for have a higher chance of getting back to me. I don't always get the work. I mean, I just want to be very, very upfront. It's almost like praying for your favorite football team. I mean, you know, for, for everyone that's praying for one team, there's a hundred others that are praying for the other team. So, you know, this is very much the same. Uh, you know, God's not going to manipulate people uh, because like we'd mentioned earlier, prayer was more about changing my heart uh, rather than changing the prospect. However, they do have a higher chance of getting back to me uh, because of the way I'm positioned. Um, you know, my, my, that, that there's an emotional connection where they know that I'm sincere. I am sincere when I say, I want to find the right fit for you. And if I'm not the right fit, then I'm willing to walk away from this deal. Um, and prayer actually helped me with that one day. I, I know this might be a little bit of a rabbit trail, but it's, it's closely related to doing things that are right for the prospect and not just for me. There was a company that I just recently reached out to in January, and uh, they were a startup tech company here in Dallas, and uh, they're just making great headway. Um, you know, they've got lots of investment money behind them, and to me, it looked like the perfect prospect because I like technology, and um, and they had a lot of money. So I, you know, they, they had the money in the budget, and they didn't have to worry about where the money was coming from. So I thought, this is good. So um, I had a series of conversations with the prospect, and they all went very well. I had at least two meetings, one with the, uh, the, the actual buyer, and then one with the team, the CEO, the CMO, and then the buyer. They were all there in the second meeting, and it just went marvelously. They loved it. However, the more I started to research that type of technology, it got really deep into coding and uh, program development you know, and I'm not a coder. I, I don't know the first thing about coding programs or programming languages and stuff. And this, uh, th these guys were selling to programmers. And so I started to realize that even though I love technology, that's a part of technology. I have a huge learning curve uh, to get into. I would do, I, I would write terrible copy for them them for the, you know, the first several months of our uh, business relationship, no matter what I did, because I was that far behind in my educational uh, curve or my, my knowledge of that subject. So, uh, you know, I was praying about it and um, I was just asking God very, very simply, what's the best thing for this client? Should I walk away from this? Because I don't know if they're going to get a good deal out of this. They'll pay all this money and I, I'm just... I don't know if I can handle it. Well, I felt in my heart that the best thing to do was to call him up and just say, look, I, I'm not the right person for you, and I wish you all the best. And I did that, and um, they told me they would like to refer me to other people because they, they saw the sincerity in my heart. And I don't think that I would have been that level-headed if I hadn't been uh, approaching the relationship prayerfully. That is so interesting. I bet they did sense it, not just in your words or through your words, but they also sensed your sincerity and honesty. That's fantastic. Um, well, prayer reminds us that there's a higher power to account for. Um, now, even for someone who's not religious, you realize that what you do is going to come back to you, right? That mm -hmm. whole idea of karma. Well, for me as a Christian, I have a responsibility to the Creator to treat His creation uh, with in a manner of dignity, and do it with honor. 
and you know that whole all those moral values that we all want to have but when we're desperate and when we get a little greedy we tend to forget those values well prayer brings me back to those values and reminds me to treat them right so that reminds me or brings up another question do you ever pray for not just the the client or the prospect uh, but do you ever pray for patience for the best outcome in other words, for look, uh, I don't know uh, what the best uh, course of action should be here, but I just pray that you know that that whatever happens is for everyone's in everyone's best interest, that everyone wins. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I pray for every business deal that I'm currently working on. I pray for the current projects that I'm involved in. I ask for creativity. And uh, I think an important thing is, is that prayers is two-way communication. Um, you know, you, you, after you ask for that creativity, you need to sit back and listen. You need to carve out time to listen, to think, create headspace, um, you know, not just fill the air with your words, but really listen. And you will get the ideas that you need as you're thinking over that situation. Um, I also pray about my business as a whole. I want it to grow. I have goals, and I pray for those goals. Um, I believe that God is active in helping me achieve those goals as I involve Him in the business. Um, but also, you know, I, I believe it was a Jewish rabbi that said this, but so many people have echoed it. It's hard for me to know who said it, but they said, when you pray, pray as if it all depends on God. But then when you finish praying, Act as if it all depends on you. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So it's a great that, balance. Yeah, it's a perfect balance. So when I get done praying, whatever strategy I got, I got to apply myself to. I can't just stay in a state of indecision. I go searching for coaches. I search for uh, relevant information. I, I get on the ball. I try things. I analyze it. I, I just don't sit and pray and lock myself away in a white ivory tower um, this is prayer in the trenches, if you will. We, you know, you do it as you go. I'm curious as to your habits or routines, rituals around this. Is there a specific time of day when you pray? Do you pray throughout the day? <clears throat> well, uh, I have a personal time of prayer in the morning. Um, I like to read through scripture in the morning and they guide my prayers. Um, just whatever daily reading I'm into, I, I, I talk to the Lord about those specific topics that I'm reading about. Um, but through the day, as I'm getting into my business, I will take stopping points and I will, I will put my keyboard and just kind of move it up and, and I will spend a moment just praying for that specific person specifically before a sales call. I almost always do it before a sales call, not because I want God to make this person hire me, but because I want to approach the call in the right attitude. I I want to, for me, a successful sales call is when we both figure out what's right for the prospect. That's the successful sales call. And I don't want my ego to get in the way. I don't want to let my fears get in the way. And so my specific thing I'm asking God for when I pray is help me to think of them and their needs first and then my needs secondly. I don't want to forget about my needs. I don't want to let them run over me. But I'm going to trust you first, God. And then I'm going to trust the client that they're going to take care of me because I'm taking care of them. 
So that that leads me to uh, as we wrap up to to a question about what do you say? You know, how do you say it for people who maybe um, haven't prayed before, or it's been years, or they're not sure what to say? It's awkward. Mm-hmm. You know, is there a right or wrong way of doing this? What would you advise someone in that situation to do if they really want to give this a try? Mm-hmm. Well, um, again, if you're a person of faith, uh, I would definitely say check in with the traditions of your faith. Uh, go to the clergy of your faith, uh, you know, uh, like a Jewish rabbi or Muslim cleric. You know, we have pastors in the Christian world or priests in the Catholic world. Uh, definitely go to them and talk to them about it. I'm sure they'll be happy to hear from somebody in, in their community that wants to pray. <laughs> uh, so they'll, they'll definitely guide you. Um, for me, personally, I love speaking very naturally to him. Uh, when I speak to God, it's very natural. Um, I don't make a big deal out of it. Uh, he created me. He knows what language I would use. And to me, it seems a little bit pretentious or uh, you know, hypocritical to try to be somebody that I'm not when I'm talking to him. It's almost like my dad. Uh, my dad would think it's very strange if I come to him and I use big words when I'm talking to him. Uh, he's my dad. He knows me. He, you know, I grew up around him, and he's seen me do really crazy things. So uh, the same way with God. He's, he's, he's our father, and uh, he's seen us in all kinds of situations. There's no need to try to uh, speak in big religious terms. I just tell him, Lord, I am a little nervous right now about this call. I don't know what to say, but I just want you to help me to focus on their needs. And it's just as simple as that. It's really not that complicated. That makes perfect sense, uh, Joseph. This is uh, this has been very insightful. Uh, really got me thinking about this, and I think, uh, and I know, I know that many people in our audience um, have been enlightened by this idea. So I appreciate you sharing uh, this this big idea with us and, and how you've used it. And um, before we wrap up, uh, where can people learn more about you? People who want to connect with you want to learn more about what you do? Mm-hmm. Well, for my business, you can always go to freshideacopywriting.com. Um, that's got everything that I do as a freelance copywriter. Uh, but if you want to go to some of my spiritual writings, uh, writings on faith and family and uh, how faith and business work together, you can go to hopebydesign.org. And in those two places, you'll find me. Super. We'll make sure to include those links in the show notes. And again, Joseph, thanks for coming on the show today. Uh, Really appreciate what you've shared with us. My pleasure, Ed. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview. And again, you can grab the detailed show notes for this episode at b2blauncher.com forward slash episode 102. And I have just one quick announcement today. I'm hosting a brand new online class this coming Tuesday, Tuesday, May 17th, and it's titled White Paper Plans, how to pocket an extra $900 on every white paper and gain a competitive edge over other writers. So this class is for white paper writers at all levels of experience, even aspiring white paper writers. And the instructor is Gordon Graham, one of the top white paper writers in the business. And in this class, Gordon is going to show you how to use white paper plans as a way to earn extra money on every white paper project. And also as a tool for ensuring that every white paper you write goes smoothly. You're gonna get Gordon's actual white paper template 
plus a step-by-step system for pitching, creating, and delivering these plans. You'll also get two actual white paper plan samples and over 20 very specific tips on how to make these plans work. You can learn more by visiting b2blauncher.com forward slash WPP is in a white paper plan. WPP will include the links to that in the show notes. So that's it for today. That brings us to the end of the episode. I am your host, Ed Gandia. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have an awesome day. Take care. The High Income Business Writing Podcast is a production of B2B Business Launcher. Learn more at b2blauncher.com.